am Marilyn Dennis, and this is Marilyn Dennis as a podcast. I cannot wait for you to hear my conversation with the wonderful Deborah Cox. I've always been such a big fan of hers. I love her music. She's so fantastic. She's Canadian-born right here in Toronto. Many hit songs and many stories to tell. I'll tell you, before the interview, I had her music blaring throughout my house because we met on Zoom and we both started dancing in our seats to her dance mix of that huge hit of hers, Nobody's Supposed to Be Here. She is delightful. Here's my conversation. I hope you enjoy it with Deborah Cox. It's so good to see you. You look fabulous. Thank you. So do you. Oh, thank you. You're at home. You're back in Toronto right now. You're your home city. What's going on? I am. I am. It's so good to be back in my hometown. I'm filming uh, Station Eleven here. It's an HBO Max series that I'm really excited about because it's helped been uh, a great distraction from everything that's been going on and all the isolation that's been happening. Uh, so um, it's been a really fun project to work on in the interim. What's it about? It's about the, uh, the a traveling uh, troupe called the Traveling Symphony. And we are sort of the remnants after an apocalypse. And it's our stories uh, that we tell. And that's all I can tell you. I play Wendy. Um, that's all you can Wendy, tell me. Okay. That's all I can tell you. Yeah. But I've been really having a great time. It's a great, great cast. It's by uh, Patrick Somerville, who's a writer. Uh, producer mm-hmm. of it and it's been it's something so different from anything that I've ever done it's like kind of sci-fi drama um but I'm really yeah very different for you it. very different we've been out by the airport we've been all over the city um just shooting six six uh feet apart just you know practicing social distancing all that yeah. stuff I get tested every other right. day it's been a lot um yeah. but again I'm I'm thankful I'm grateful You've been busy even before this project, uh, from my notes here, back-to-back mm-hmm. projects, so much so you've been away from the kids while all of this is going on. So, I mean, you, you're you never one to stop anyway, but what yeah. else were you doing during this time now? Yeah, tell us. Well, you know, the, the first, um, just before the pandemic, I was out in Vancouver Island shooting a VC Andrews series, and then uh, the pandemic hit and I wasn't able to go back and finish up the role. So... Um, by the time Christmas came around, I was really getting sort of antsy and was kind of like trying to figure out, you know, how to continue with, you know, the projects that I had started. Um, and then I got the call mm-hmm. to do First Wives Club in Atlanta. So I flew out to do that. And I, again, quarantined and all that. And we worked. We did great social distancing. It was a great cast to work with. Um, and then got this role as well and then flew directly uh, here to Toronto to start filming in March. And then I started my 14-day quarantine, which was, oh, it was was a lot. It was terrible. Because I don't really feel it in Florida. In Florida, I'm able to, you know, that's where I'm based now, but I'm able to, like, ride my bike, go by the beach, go for walks and stuff. So it was, you know, it was really shocking, Mm -hmm. that isolation. But now my family's here, and everybody's done their quarantine, and we're back to, like, you know, having our breakfasts together and just kind of, Getting yeah. on each other's nerves at home. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about this fabulous family that you had mm. been separated from and now you're reunited. Uh, yeah. You know, everyone's feeling that. Uh, you know, first of yeah. all, I know that you've been homeschooling before all of this happened. Tell people yeah. about that. Uh, well, you've got you know three what? kids. Tell us about your kids. Yeah, I've too. got a boy and two girls. Yeah. And, um, you know, Isaiah's 18. He'll be off to college in September. And my girls are. We're still trying to figure out if we should continue virtually, but it's been a, a, a quite an adjustment. I think just everybody being in close quarters all the time. Um, but you know, you learn to 
make it work along the way. And so thankfully, everybody's mm-hmm. like really depe- independent now. Um, so we've been able to kind of shift where we need to. Um, but it's, mm-hmm. it's about, a lo- you know, you got to really communicate with your kids. You got to con- constantly communicate as a family as to, you know, how to get through this, you know. It's a lot of phone calls, a lot mm-hmm. of FaceTimes with, with the extended family. Um, but for, for my core, for mm-hmm. us here, we just try to, um, you know, just we play a lot of music, a lot, you know, we listen to a lot of, you know, I know me, I, I have to have dance breaks. If I'm not listening to DJ D-Nice, it's, it's not going to happen. After a while, the playlists <laughs> don't work. <laughs> so okay. um, I like to dance off the stress. <laughs> I gotcha. I hear you. I, you know, I think about your kids and, and homeschooling and your wonderful husband, who's your high school sweetheart, by the way, love Mm -hmm. that. And I, and I think about mother's day and I think you are a working mom and you just kind of explain that you're always in touch with them. And, and there's that extra sense when you think maybe one of them is not okay, that you touch base with them. That's what I try to tell new moms. You get that feeling, you call them, you touch base with them. Yeah, it's all, it's in your gut. You're totally connected to them, you know, and you, you just have a way of knowing that, that instinct, you know, that's women's intuition when you kind of feel like something's going on, always check in. That's what I say. Just check in. Mm Mm-hmm. So were they on the road with you when you were doing the bodyguard as well? Because I knew I was following you all over the place with the bodyguard, <laughs> the stage version yes. of that. Were they with you for most of that as well? They would come in and out, you know, when they get when they had uh-huh. um, time off. I mean, they were learning virtually at the time as well. But they would travel yeah. in cities where they were able to kind of, you know, connect where it was close and where it made sense too. Um, but yeah, it, we've kind of made that adjustment as a family. We've always, you know, I've always been either touring or doing, you know, on Broadway, or I've always kind of been away from home for work. So we've just adapted over the years and, uh, yeah. And so they would come and, and, and travel. Um, this year is a little different because of the pandemic. It's just, yeah. been, it's just made everything, you know, more challenging. For sure, for everybody. Let's talk yeah. about your school. You you being from Toronto, you want to give a mm-hmm. shout out to your school? And uh, is that where <laughs> you met your husband to be? Earl Haig. Yeah. Uh, actually, I, I yeah. played every um, club, every, I've been in every studio doing sessions, commercial jingles, all that kind of work, uh, right up to singing backs for um, Celine Dion. Um, I met my husband. He was in a band playing bass, and the two of us just clicked. We connected. We started writing songs, and we wrote my uh, first demo that got to Clive Davis, and we found ourselves out in L.A. and then in New York and just kind of recording wow. songs. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know, when you have that that connection, you know that initial spark. That's what it was. I just knew. Right. And he was playing this Michael Jackson song yeah. in the band, and I just I fell in love. I was like, oh, my God, he's so dope. He's like, he plays it. <laughs> I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) Even a song. Oh, I was going to say, I just celebrated my 23rd anniversary. So the two of us are like, wow, the time has just flown by. Um, But I I, I think it's just about communication, just staying in constant communication with how each other, how you feel about each other. So Deborah. Is that Michael Jackson's song your song as you celebrated your 23rd anniversary? <laughs> what is your song? It is actually what not. What is your song, Deborah? <laughs> okay. 
What I'm is it? Can I ask? I'm not going to tell anybody. I will tell you. I will tell you privately because I know what's going to happen with social media. Everybody's going to start playing that song, and then I'll be completely annoyed. <laughs> okay. But the song that I did see him play that I love was Michael Jackson's "Working Day and Night." You got me working, working day and night. You got me good, got my face. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it? Is it funny now that I? Because I've interviewed, just so everybody knows, Deborah throughout her career, and and liked you from the moment I met you, and so enjoy your music, so love your music. Thank it got you. me started this morning to get ready for the show, but I, I, uh, the connection is is real, and I, and you're you're always so honest during uh, interviews, which is great. But how interviews have changed because you're right. You mentioned something; it could take off. Right? Like, oh, yeah. You don't need that. I mean, listen, it's like social media has just completely changed everything. So you can't even like, you know, you can't even just express it. You just have to kind of be mindful of every single thing, which kind of is annoying because you can't just be spontaneous. You know, it's kind of taken a yeah. little bit of the spontaneity away, which, you know, I'm old yeah. school. I know. <laughs> I know, me too. That's why yes. when you say I'm up early doing the Chum Morning Show, and you you come up on the yeah. on Twitter, and you go, "Good morning, sweeties." I go, "Hi, Deb." Okay, that's simple. <laughs> that's all I need. Is that simple? That's, that's it. simple. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so when you hear the term "music pioneer" and "Canada's queen of R&B," how does that make you feel when you when you hear that term? Oh man, when I hear that term, it just you know it it it's really validating. It's really um, encouraging. You know, I started when there was not a whole lot of support for soul music or R&B music, and so I really had yeah. to kind of um, tread my own lane. But I never let it stop me. I let that fuel me. I let that um, be my motivation. I let that just kind of be um, the thing that, you know, I, I come from the school of just, you know, work and and go for your dream and, and mm -hmm. follow your destiny. And so that's kind of what I did. And I just never stopped. And that's good advice for upcoming artists too. People that yes. are trying to put their music or their artistry out there. I know you're very supportive of, of people and uh, using your voice, beautiful you are, you know, Thank even you. in your yeah. music, you do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I try really to use How about I try to use this as a platform, you know, to 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 empower people to now that I'm a mother, um, it, you know, it's important to just, you know, to sing and speak and be socially conscious and aware of everything that we're dealing with and and again, like we said, yeah. social media has a way of um, just, you know, um, it, it 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 keeps you um, very very present again because things are happening you know by the minute and you don't know what is right. going to be trending or what, you know what I mean you, and you just got to stay on top of what your yeah. kids are into and yeah yes that's for sure hey you got new music on the way you want to tell us about your new, new music? music I know you released a single the, uh, the, yeah the single great I heard that this morning thank you easy way easy so way. tell me more yeah there's no easy way to love there's no easy way to stay Um, I released that, um, and the follow-up to the, you know, the album was, um, it's going to follow uh, later on this year, but I'm, you know, I'm working on all of these things and trying to finish them all up as well. So, um, yeah, I think probably uh, by the end of this year. You know, I was listening, 
I well, I look forward to that because I was, as I said, listening to everything this morning and last night. Right. As I do. Yeah. You know, I love your music so much. And <laughs> I, I, I forgot about the single. I just want to bring this up if you want to comment on it or not. The single that you did with Whitney Houston. Yes. Yes. Same script, different cast. Enjoy it now because it won't last. Same script, different and I have to tell you, I remember playing that when it was out, when I was in uh, Western Canada. Love that song. I could never tell the difference between your voice and her voice. Your voices were always like very similar. similar Clive Davis tone. had a great ear. He was very much mm-hmm. tone. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that. Um, I mean, I know that you work together. Uh, you obviously did the bodyguard. Did. Those, that's a big soundtrack to do. Tell us yeah, a little bit about yeah. that. You always compared I, or did you find your own way? There was always a comparison, I think, and also being label mates. Yeah, naturally. And I think there were all these expectations when I first came into the industry, you know, which was really tough and hard to live up to. Mm. Um, But I grew up listening to her. I mean, she was the first black female that had this, this, that exuded this elegance, this, this poise and had this voice that just soared on all different styles of music. And I knew when I heard her, I was like, wow. I, I love that she sings jazz, she mm. sings R&B, she, you know, soul music, up-tempo dance. It was just this whole, she covered the whole gamut musically, but brought her own soul to it. And that's what I loved about her voice and her music. And um, and so I feel like in a lot of ways, um, you know, that comes out in my, in my, my music as well. And of course, doing, you know, the, the bodyguard, there were, there was a lot of, moments where I had to revisit those times because those are all the songs that I grew up listening to and loved. Um, But it really resonated with the audiences that came to the shows. We were sold out across the nation and Mm -hmm. it was just like, wow, these people miss the nostalgia. They missed that. uh, They miss the music. You know, they really, really miss the music. So it was was thrilling for me to do and, and really an honor to pay homage to her. You know, it's interesting too, during this, uh, this lockdown, how people are rebooting old TV shows. They're listening to music from the past. I got to listen to Sentimental this morning, ah. uh, which is one of my favorite songs from you. That's the only time I get sentimental. Yeah, that's the reason why, baby, I can't let go of you. Yeah. That's the one that got it all started. Yeah. I know. And that that kind of... What is that? That that what is that genre? You know, in it was R and B, but it was your, yourself, and it was Babyface, it was Anita Baker. Yeah, you know that that was a really special time in R and B. Nineties R and B was really really special. It's interesting because it's it's always in re- the retrospect that you that you really take notice of those things. You know, uh, but while you're in it, mm-hmm. in the midst of it, it's hard to know. I just knew that I was truly, truly. <laughs> Uh, blessed to be in a situation where I had Babyface and Diane Warren and Dallas Austin and, yeah. you know, all these incredible, you know, um, legendary producers on my first album, you know, out the gate, you know. So I was super proud of that to be able to um, write and work with all of these incredible producers that I had listened to, you know, growing up as well. But it was a really, really special time in R&B. It really was. Were you nervous on that first yeah. session? Oh my gosh, I was terribly nervous. <laughs> what was that like? What was that like? Because I can't imagine. Like, was Clive waiting in the other room listening to you? I don't know. <laughs> what did it look like? I was. 
Clive was really supportive. He, he played the demo. Where do we go from here was the song that was on yeah. the original demo tape. And yeah. he played this, the, the, the cassette, mm -hmm. stopped the cassette and came over and just said, Deborah, we're going to make incredible music together. And I just sat there and, um, and smiled and was just like, yes, I know. I know we are. I, I was saying that to myself, um, but I was super, super shy. And I, that took a long time to get over. Um, but I, I, I just knew that my career was going to be changed after, you know, him really um, steering and being a, a real mentor and teacher during that time. I mean, we, we, although I was a songwriter and yeah. still I'm a songwriter, there were songs that he chose mm -hmm. that, that um, were on the album as well. And that I never, um, I never doubted just because of the success that I had seen you know, him have with, with, mm -hmm. with Arista records, you know what I mean? So, you know, we yeah. were very, very collaborative right. over the years, which was really great. And, uh, and he, and even now still, you know, I'll be on zooms that he's on and we'll, I'll get invited to the parties and he's come to my Broadway ah. shows. He's really been, um, a real friend, you know, over the years, um, yeah. helping to steer and support and, uh, and guide. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a lifelong uh, friendship, that's for sure. I had the opportunity to watch his uh, documentary, and I thought I knew everything right. I yeah. needed to know about Clive Davis and so much more than, than uh, what, you, what we know as just listeners yeah. of, or fans of music. Now, you are also lending your voice to fashion, presenting the upcoming Canadian Arts and Fashion Awards. Uh, you're also the executive director of Alpha Magazine. Uh, so let's just talk about the message behind this magazine, because I want to sure. make sure everybody knows about that. Sure. Alpha Magazine, um, I was approached by Lucy Lane, at, uh, the editor-in-chief of Alpha, after I'd done the cover uh, a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. And... Um, you know, I think we have the same philosophy about how media or how magazines are presented. And a lot of it is, you know, they sort of set the bar, set the standard of beauty and of all these things. And it was really um, refreshing to, to hear that we wanted to create something that was going to uh, let the people set their own standard, finding your own alpha. It's an empowerment magazine for men and women, and it really celebrates your own um, gifts. And, and so we have been working together uh, for the past year about, uh, you know, getting the, uh, you know, what the themes together uh, collectively mm -hmm. as a team, mm -hmm. figuring out what the, 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 um, the covers should be. Uh, it's a, uh, it's a quarterly magazine. So, you know, there's, there's, a lot of content of just what's going on in the world um, that we're able to, yes. you know, pull together and, and get people informed about. So it's a really, it's a different chapter for me. And it's a, it's a great uh, opportunity to just flex those muscles as well. Yeah, sure. Uh, because, you know, you uh, have always been someone that people have looked up to. You always have sent out great messages. You sure. are also a songwriter. Words, that, that's that's in your lane for sure, and I'm glad to hear that you're doing sure. that. Now you are going to have Mother's Day, and uh, yes. do how do we how do we now? Are you working on Mother's Day, Deborah Cox? What are you doing? <laughs> um, no, I'm not working on Mother's Day. Um, Good. I will be chilling. I'll probably have my breakfast in bed. I'll throw on some movies and <laughs> chill out and relax. This is what I do every Mother's Day. I like to just 
just, you know, I, I love to go to the spa, but since that's out of the question, I will just probably be in bed right. all day, snuggling and cuddling and hanging I out love and relaxing. <laughs> I live for just being able to sleep in and, you know, just watch whatever I want to watch, you know, and just stay in my PJs all day. What are you going to watch? What's the movie you're going to watch? Oh my gosh. I love, rom- I love romantic comedies. So um, I might watch some reruns of some old movies from the from the nineties, or okay, I don't know. It depends on what's on. Throw some Netflix on, catch a <laughs> get caught up on some some of the series. Uh, throw on Crave and see yeah. what's on there. You know, I I, I I it depends on the mood. I go with the flow. Well, I know you're busy. I'm so glad that you <laughs> answered my call saying, Deborah, we want you there for Mother's Day week. I know you're so Aww. busy with uh, everything you're doing, Station Eleven, and of yes. course, your new album. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, it's always a pleasure to see. It's great to finally see you <laughs> instead of hanging out on oh, Twitter all the time. You. But um, it's, it's lovely to catch up, and hopefully, I'll be able to see you in the flesh soon. Yeah. I hope so, too. Deborah Cox, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Hello to the family. You, too. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Big hugs. Marilyn Dennis does a podcast. New episodes every week. You can download or subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.